for every no you hear, there's a yes around the corner. And for again, every no that you have to say, you're saying yes to something else. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, business mentor, social media and sales expert, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to build the lives and businesses of their dreams. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life you love right now. We are also talking all things entrepreneurship and personal development, including wellness, social media, confidence, sales, business strategy, mindset, wealth building, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. I've never done one quite like this before. You know from the title that I'm going to be sharing some hot takes about the online business space. And I always keep it real. Like I'm always one who speaks my mind and doesn't beat around the bush and I'm never afraid of having a tough love moment. I don't sugarcoat things. You know this if you've been around for any length of time, but I've never quite publicly shared all these opinions, especially in one place but I've been seeing this trend go around on TikTok and on Instagram reels where people are basically sharing hot takes about their respective space whether that's like I'm a horse girl there's a lot of like equestrian hot takes going around or influencer hot takes or entrepreneur hot takes or whatever every community I've seen the hot takes circulating so I figured I would bring it to the podcast because I love the hot takes, but I also, I like to have some space to process the hot take. I like to have some space to elaborate and expand and not defend, but just like build a position about why that's my hot take. So I have several to share and these are all things that I've like vented to my entrepreneur friends about or like ranted to my coach about or complained to Andrew about or you know things that I've shared bits and pieces of but never before publicly in this much depth and definitely not in one place so I'm very excited to dive in. Side note I may or may not have had a truly strawberry lemonade hard seltzer to prepare for this chat so who really knows where this is gonna go But before we dive in, let's do what I'm currently grinding toward and working really hard for and what I'm hugely grateful for right now. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, you know that that's how I end all of my interviews. And I think it's fun if we start our solo episodes with the grind and be grateful question, with the grind and be grateful reflection. I don't always remember. I'll be the first to admit. But today, I remembered. So currently, what I'm grinding really hard for and working hard for would be really creating a sustainably scalable business more than ever before. Like in the past, I've absolutely hired team members and set up systems and automations and all those things. But recently, as I've shared a lot on social media and on the podcast, I took three weeks off of work and well, kind of, I worked a little from my phone and I worked like zero to two hours a day really for three weeks while I was gone horse showing and 
my business still ran and my team still kept things afloat and I still of course like showed up for my clients and fulfilled all of the contract obligations I had and all of those things that's why there's up to two hours of work a day but I thought that that was so freaking cool that I could step away that much and things would still be running and it's just gotten me thinking how far can we take this how much can we set up the business to be massively sustainable and massively scalable without me needing to always be driving the ship like do I see myself not being the face of the business no not necessarily but I love the idea of just having so much freedom and flexibility to literally work whenever I feel like it and not have to work when I don't feel like it so that's something that we've been talking over and strategizing about more lately and implementing a lot of systems processes support in the realm of team members and things like that and it's very exciting as well as like our lead generation processes and our lead generation strategies and everything is getting kind of an upgrade to support the next level and not just support the next level but support it in a way that doesn't require me being super hands-on which is very exciting I love working I really do so it's kind of weird to be making this such a priority But also, I have reflected a lot on why I even started my business to begin with. And this will be kind of one of my hot takes. But I think that most people get really caught up in the hustle of growing their business or getting to the next level that they forget to even enjoy all of the reasons why they started. And for me, I started for the freedom and for the flexibility and for the lifestyle and for being able to live my best horse girl life and all of those things. And for many years of my business, I wasn't able to fully enjoy any of those because I was so caught up in the hustle and I was so caught up in getting to the next level versus building things really intentionally and building them really strategically to support the ultimate vision, the ultimate outcome. I think part of that could be ego, part of that could be validation, part of that could be it's just like freaking addicting to level up really quickly but as I'm getting older and wiser and getting to kind of step back more and more I've realized that it's really important to enjoy the journey and also I've helped so many clients now create super intentional businesses where they can only work a few hours a day because they're a mom or because they want to travel for three or four months out of the year or because they still have a full-time job and they also want to grow their business. So myself and my clients are all really upgrading the level of intentionality we approach our businesses with. So long story short, working really hard, grinding toward working less hard, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Like I just feel very excited about kind of almost Marie proofing my business. Like no matter what mood Marie is in or how much Marie works or doesn't work or what crazy ideas I have, the business is still going to thrive either because of me or despite me, either way. So that's what I'm working hard towards and my team is really putting into action. What I'm really grateful for is almost the same thing, but that feels like kind of a cop-out. But it's really true. Like I have had a lot of moments lately where 
it's kind of the is this real life moment of wow I can't believe that this is my reality I can't believe that I get to work as much or as little as I want I can't believe I get to take the entire middle of the day off to go ride my horse and hang out at the barn I can't believe that I get to just work from my phone anywhere in the world. I can't believe that I get to connect with such awesome people every day. I can't believe that I get to have the absolute best, most fun clients. So I've had a lot of those moments lately and that's, I guess, the gratitude for this week. And I think that's like always the case. I always take time for gratitude and making sure I appreciate where I am while also working hard for the next thing. But I've just been feeling that extra lately and it makes sense. So that's my reflection for this week. And without further ado, let's jump in to the hot takes about the online business space. Okay, this first one, we're just going to jump right in. Like, I'm, we're not even easing into this. We're just going to go right for the jugular, okay? So hot take number one, I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but your biggest fears about your business could absolutely come true and you'll still be okay. Like if someone tells you or tries to promise you that all the things you're afraid of happening or all of the reasons why you are afraid to go all in on your business, if people are promising you that that won't happen, they are lying (laughs) because those things could happen. And also, even if they do, you're gonna be okay. Like probably you will be judged for having an online business for having a business in general, for just going against the grain and aspiring to an above average life, you're going to be judged. There are going to be people who don't agree, who don't understand, who will have something to say about it, especially if you grow an online presence. You will be judged. That's just the way it is. You will have an unhappy client or customer at some point. You just will. Like based on a pure numbers game, there are enough people in the world, there are enough clients or customers out there that someone somewhere has their mind made up that they're going to be unhappy no matter what. So you will have an unhappy client. You will have an unreasonable client. You will have someone that you cannot save. And that's just the way it is. You will unintentionally probably under deliver at some point. Like, even though you may have the best of intentions, even though you do everything that you possibly can, sometimes life happens or sometimes a tech thing breaks or sometimes you just simply have human error and you accidentally under deliver. That doesn't mean that there isn't room to make it right or that that person's going to hate you forever or that you don't deserve to have a business or, or you're the worst or any of that. Most of the time that can totally be resolved, but it probably will happen. Another thing is you will hear no. You will get rejected. If you pitch your offer, if you try to sell your thing or your things enough times, you will hear no. And if you're not hearing no, you're probably not shooting your shot enough. So the reframe for this is coming, by the way. But you will hear no. So if you're afraid of rejection, you're afraid you're going to hear no, you're going to. That's just part of the process. And anyone that tells you that this is going to be easy or that it will be comfortable or that your fears won't come true is probably just lying to you. And on that note, you also have to say no. Like that's also part of it. And the more you grow and the more people want things from you and the more opportunities come your way, the more you'll have to say no. And that can be really hard, but it's also okay because saying no to something out of alignment is saying yes to yourself. 
So yeah, your biggest fears around your business could come true. And I actually talked to a client about this today. They could come true and also you're going to be okay and none of it is going to be the end of the world. And I think that's almost more empowering than pretending that like nothing bad can happen because then if slash when something bad does happen, you're not equipped for it. You're not prepared for it and it blindsides you versus, okay, this stuff could potentially happen and that's normal and also I'm going to be okay. But here's the thing. The sum of all of your effort and all of your passion is way too powerful to be knocked down by small problems like that. Like for every one unhappy client, there's going to be a hundred who are ride or dies for you. For every one person that leaves you a hate comment on Instagram, there are going to be a hundred more people who are so grateful that you are creating content, that you are showing up and that you are being yourself and serving them with value. For every time you under deliver due to unforeseen circumstances or human error, you will over deliver for a hundred other people. For every no you hear, there's a yes around the corner. And for again, every no that you have to say, you're saying yes to something else. So I think the reframe here can be that like all of the things that you're afraid of are kind of just part of the process and validation that you're growing. Like if you're not being judged, it's probably because you're not reaching new people yet. If you've never had an unhappy client, it's probably because you haven't had that many clients yet. If you've never under-delivered unintentionally, again, you probably haven't pushed yourself very much. You probably haven't served that many clients yet. If you never hear no, you probably haven't asked for the yes enough times. So I think the reframe again can be that it's all part of the process and it's all validation that you're growing and it doesn't have to mean anything about either who you are as a person or what's possible for you in the future. Hearing a no today doesn't say anything about what response or what answer you're gonna get tomorrow. So that was a hot take that turned into a pep talk. But again, hot take, your biggest fears about your business could come true. They probably will come true if we're being honest, but you're still gonna be okay. Hot take number two, we're just gonna go right from one spicy thing to the next spicy thing, is that people who try to get out of their contracts or ghost on their payment plans are attracting that right back into their businesses or into their lives. Like, I think people are always surprised by how often failed payments happen. People are often surprised who aren't in the space or haven't had a large volume of clients over time. They're surprised that that happens a lot and they're surprised that people don't always respect contracts, even though they are 100% legally binding even though payment plans are 100% legally binding even though people are fully obligated to (laughs) adhere to all of those things they for some reason think that because it's like a small business or because they heard about the thing on Instagram or because they're not feeling it anymore that they don't have to abide by it which is strange because people wouldn't ghost on their car payment or their rent or their student loans so why would they ghost on another investment that they made or another payment that they oh i'm not really sure but i think we need to normalize enforcing contracts and payment plans i think we really 
need to make that the expectation instead of like, oh, this person didn't let me out of their contract. They're a bad person. I think it maybe should be the other way around. Like, oh, this person's trying to get out of this contract that they signed and committed to as an adult who makes their own decisions. They're maybe the problem here. Like I've of course had these experiences because I've been in business so long and I've had just by pure a numbers game, of course that's going to happen. But it almost makes me more mad when this happens to my clients because they haven't had as much experience. They haven't been able to be more objective yet. They haven't had enough trauma in their business where they can be more detached or they don't have a team who's able to kind of buffer those blows the way that I do. And it really gets to them and they really get down and they think that it's something they did wrong or they don't have the means to or the knowledge of how to remedy the situation or they feel like they're a bad person for wanting to enforce their contracts or collect the remainder of a payment plan and they think it's their problem when in reality I think we should be holding adults to the commitments that they make. And I also think that the idea... I'm aware that this is one of the thought processes that people have when they ghost on a payment plan or when they try to get out of a contract. They think, oh, well, that person makes enough money without me. They don't need my money. Oh, they're doing well. They don't need it. They're not even going to notice that I didn't pay. First of all, we notice. (laughs) Second of all, I don't think people understand that the majority of business revenue doesn't even go to the business owner. Like in my business, the majority of my revenue goes to other people who depend on me for a paycheck. So if you don't fulfill your payment plan, you're not even really hurting me. You're hurting my team. You're hurting all the other women who work super hard to make everything run and who work super hard to provide for their families and provide for themselves and reach their own goals. So that's another thing that's like disappointing and I see it as just being flawed. Like, So that's kind of my rebuttal to what I see as like the common justification for why people think it's okay. But at the end of the day, it always comes back. I really believe that like what you put out, you attract. So if you are putting out flakiness, if you are putting out lack of responsibility, if you're putting out ghosting then that is absolutely what you're gonna attract so that's why it especially blows my mind when like a coach or an online business owner does that right because they have to know how that impacts a business and they have to know that contracts and payment plans and all of those things are legally binding so there are lots of different ways that you can go about that to first of all prevent it or minimize it which of course my business does, my clients' businesses do, still happens sometimes. And there are also several ways to handle those situations when they happen. So that's a story for another time. But just people who try to get out of their contracts or ghost on their payment plans are always attracting that right back into their businesses, right back into their lives. And I want to tie this thought up with a nice bow saying I totally get that people have hard times and that people sometimes can't stick to their original commitments and so that's why my business we have a policy of we hold people to their commitments but we can be flexible with what that looks like so yes we're going to hold people to their contract we're going to hold people to the payment plan they agreed to but 
we can be flexible and work with them if there is an extenuating circumstance or if they seriously can't make it work. Like I never want our work together to be the reason why someone can't keep their lights on, but also that commitment doesn't just disappear. So I think there's definitely a happy medium and I don't think that like holding people to their commitments has to be heartless or has to be so black and white, but I do think it should be normalized. Hot take number three, you should not be a business coach if you haven't ever had a successful business yourself, unless the only caveat here is unless you have had hyper relevant experience in another industry or in like a corporate setting or working for someone else. So I would say like, okay, you could probably be a business coach that helps people master social media if you have done social media and marketing for someone else. Like that could make sense. Like I see a lot of people who have never been a key player in a business, who have never had their own business and they jump into the business coaching world because they think it looks like it's an easy way to make money. It looks fun. It looks whatever, like they just think that it it looks good. (laughs) So they jump into it without really any experience, any receipts to back up why people should hire them, why people should listen to what they're saying. And this is so important to me because yeah, I did go to college for business. Like I do have the pieces of paper, not that I even use those that much, but even more importantly, I grew a multiple six-figure business before I ever helped anyone else with their businesses or at least got paid to help anyone else with their businesses. And I cannot tell you how much that has protected and served my clients. And even then there was a learning curve as a business coach, as I was transitioning into being a business coach, even then there were still a lot of things that I've changed my mind about or done differently now that I'm two years into business coaching and eight years into monetizing my audience and having a business and making money online. Like I have tried a lot of things. A lot of things have worked. A lot of things haven't worked. I have invested hundreds and thousands of dollars into my business and into learning and all of that stuff gets passed on to my clients. And so it really, it just irks me. When people brand new to the space jump in and decide to be a business coach without any receipts to back it up. And again, that could be like really relevant experience in a corporate setting or in another business. I think that's totally valid. But if this is your first foray into the scene and you don't have any experience, but you think that it looks fun or it looks cooler, it looks like an easy way to make money that's not in alignment. Like that is, at least for my values, that is not cool. (laughs) And I think that if, for example, you're new to the space and you want to be a sales coach, for example, I think you should go be in a sales role for a while. I think you should walk the walk before you talk the talk. And that is, again, another amazing way to build authority. And that's a big reason why actually people end up hiring me is because I've had the fitness business before. I've been the influencer getting paid by brands before. I've had the YouTube. I've had the podcast. I've had the Instagram audience. I've invested all the money. People don't care so much about my degrees, but they do care that I've walked the walk and they do care that I have the receipts. And that's something that 
at least for my clients, is really important. So that doesn't mean that you can't ever be a business coach, but I just think you should have the street cred to back that up. I don't know why that's really a hot take. I don't think it should be a hot take, but it is in this space. Hot take number whatever is that if you are waiting to invest in your business until you've gotten more clients or made more sales or have more money, you're going to be waiting a long ass time, maybe forever. (laughs) This is one of the most common objections I hear from like my beginner and aspiring online coaches. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to wait till I get a few clients so that I can afford this program. And I get it. Like you can't create money out of thin air, but also you need the program because you don't know how to get clients. So it's kind of a chicken egg situation. (laughs) Like if you're waiting till you've gotten more clients to get the program, but you don't know how to get clients, how are you ever going to get the program? It's kind of an impossible scenario. So really the true solution here is finding another way to be able to invest in the program and get the answers and the support that you need, whether that is rearranging your budget somewhere else or figuring out how to add a little extra income somewhere else like I don't know have a Poshmark spree in your closet or something or give up your manicures for a couple months or give up your Starbucks for a couple months or ask your friend to loan you some money for a minute or there are several options like PayPal credit that's zero interest things like that I think are underrated and a lot of people look for reasons why they can't start because starting would mean getting really uncomfortable so i'm gonna wait till i've got more clients is a frequent kind of a cop-out if we're if we're just gonna go there if we're just being honest so if you're waiting to invest in your business until you've gotten more clients or made more sales or grown a little bit more and you're feeling stuck you're going to be waiting a long ass time to get to that point that you think you're going to be able to invest. If you're growing and you feel confident in your trajectory and it's just kind of a matter of time before you're able to save up enough money, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to people who feel stuck. They have no idea what they're doing wrong and they don't know how they're going to get out of this pit. Those are the people that need to be getting uncomfortable, especially to invest. It's always going to be uncomfortable. It's always going to be hard. It's always going to make you feel a little bit nauseous. I know it does for me, (laughs) but it's really important and it does pay off. So as long as you're investing in a program or a mentor who you really trust and again, has the receipts to back up all of the things and, you know, has the, the client results, has the personal results, has the lifestyle you're looking for, then it's going to be worth it. So If you're waiting to invest in your business until it feels more comfortable, you're going to be waiting a long ass time. All right, next one. (laughs) Piggybacking off of that. I find it funny how (laughs) people see going like tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt for a college degree that has like a high interest rate, takes forever to pay off, has no guarantees, and may or may not even be what you want to do with your life. People see that as super normal, like going into major student loan debt. That's super normal, super acceptable. But people see investing far less money into your own business and something that you know for a fact you want to do as too big of a risk. 
when in reality the ROI there can be way higher and happen so much sooner. Like for a lot of people, the student loan debt that they racked up, it takes them years and years and years and years and years to pay it off and like get into a good enough job to even make it worth their while to go to college versus a lot of my clients, a lot of my students, they make their investment back in a month or two months or four months, not a year, (laughs) not several years, not many years. Like a lot of people are still repaying their student loans in. So I think we need to reframe how we look at investing in our businesses and kind of bump up our threshold of how uncomfortable we're willing to get to make it happen. Of course, keep your lights on. Of course, like don't put your last penny on the line. I'm not saying that, but I think our our risk tolerance maybe needs to get recalibrated so that people understand that you have to spend money to make money. And spending it on your business is the probably the best investment you can make as long as you spend it in the right program with the right mentor in the right setting in the right direction so normalize getting uncomfortable for your business goals hot take number I don't remember (laughs) most of the things that female entrepreneurs get judged for would never be seen as a problem or as something worth judging if a man did it so whether it's like talking about a success that you had or putting work before family at times, or having nice things and showing them off, or being more ambitious, or being more aggressive about their goals. Like, those are all things that I've gotten publicly judged for, publicly shamed for. I just don't see that happening to men. Again, it's interesting (laughs) How most of the time that judgment is coming from other women. I just don't really, I don't really understand it. For example, the other day I was on my Instagram story talking about some trips I have coming up that I'm really excited about. And I was looking at the flight options. I live in Austin, Texas, and we have kind of abysmal flight choices a lot of times. And like not every airline flies everywhere in and out of Austin and again the choices are just not great and so I kind of went on like a tangent on my Instagram story about how I like refuse to fly spirit <laughs> like I'll always pay extra money to fly non-stop and I'll always pay extra money to like not fly spirit and I'll always pay extra money to get the flight times that I want and stuff. So basically saying like, these are things that I value in my travel experience and I will spend extra money to get them. And within the span of several minutes, I had a couple people who like sent me negativity about that and saying like, not everyone can do this. And this is like insensitive or something like that. And then I had more other women saying like, this is the level of like, financial freedom I aspire to or like this is goals or whatever like this level of choice is goals and that was just such an interesting experience for me (laughs) to see both kind of ends of the spectrum in one place but all coming from women like some people were very triggered by that conversation and me talking about leveraging my money to make choices that 
made my life better. And some women were very encouraged by it and saw it as like proof. Like a couple of people were saying, I can't wait till I can do this for myself. And they saw it as like a permission slip to pursue that. Whereas other people saw it as like bragging or insensitive or whatever. And I just don't think that that would be the reaction (laughs) if a man was talking about their flights. In fact, like how often do you see a man posing in front of like their freaking Lamborghini or like on their private jet or with their iced out watch or whatever? Like I just feel like that stuff doesn't get judged. But as soon as a woman wants nice things or talks about how much money she makes or anything like that, then it's a problem. And it's a problem for other women. But I don't think it's women's fault necessarily. I think maybe it's the patriarchy, you know? (laughs) But also it's everyone's responsibility to kind of process how they're triggered by things and not let their own wounds hurt someone else. So like I said, most of the things that female entrepreneurs get judged for would never be seen as a problem for men. And I stand by that. And then last but not least, I kind of touched on this in the intro, but most people at some point get so caught up in the hustle of their business that they forget to even enjoy the reasons why they started. So whether you started because you wanted to spend more time with your family or because you wanted to travel the world or because you wanted to live out your horse girl dreams like me or because you wanted to get out of your toxic job or because you wanted to just help people, whatever your drivers have been for your business, I think it's super easy to lose sight of them once you start seeing some success and you get kind of sucked into just like the day-to-day. It's so easy to like just put your head down and do the work and grind and then you pick your head up like a year down the road or two years down the road or whatever and you're like, wait a second, I'm not even getting any of the things that like originally put me on this path like maybe you are making a lot of money maybe you are growing a lot on paper but you aren't actually enjoying the freedom or you aren't actually taking advantage of your ability to work from anywhere or you're not actually allocating more time to spend with your family that's one reason why I so often ask my clients does this actually get you more of what you want Does this actually help you work less? Does this actually help you travel more? And I always ask my clients when we start together, like, what is this for? What's the point of your business for you? Like, what are our priorities here? So that we can always kind of do a pulse check as we're making decisions, as we are wrapping up months or quarters or years together, making sure that those things stay in our vision versus just doubling the business every year or hiring the team or scaling, scaling, scaling or launching the things or having their highest cash months ever, whatever. All of that stuff is great, but what's the point if it's not supporting the lifestyle and the impact and the freedom that you started for, right? And like I said, I'm a very achievement-oriented person. I'm an Enneagram 3. I love setting goals. I love hitting goals. I love making money. I love all of that stuff. But also, those aren't the things that give me the most joy. And if we're only in business to chase the money, to chase the next level, to chase the success, that's how people crash and burn. That's how people hit seven figures, multiple seven figures, and then fall off the face of the earth. 
because they got lost in the sauce. (laughs) They got caught up in the hustle. And it's a shame, but it's also very preventable. And I think one way that you can really safeguard against that is obviously having someone in your corner who knows the vision and who can do that pulse check and have that bird's eye view so that if you are getting lost in the sauce, if you are getting too focused on something that isn't actually aligned with what you want most, then they can tell you and you guys can course correct and you guys can strategize on how to get realigned. And I frequently have to like reassure my clients like, yes, you should take the weekend off. Yes, you should take that vacation. Yes, you should turn down that thing because it's not actually giving you more of what you want to just say yes to everything and work more and hustle more and sacrifice more, right? Because most of us, pretty much all of us started our businesses to experience more life instead of experiencing more work and do work that inspires us and makes us excited to wake up in the morning and makes an impact. And again, we just sometimes get caught up in the grind and then we pick our heads up months, years later and realize like, oh, this isn't actually where I wanted to end up. So that's, I guess, your reminder. And I don't know if that's really a hot take. I think it is. It might wake some people up, but I think that will conclude my online business hot takes for this episode. I have more, of course. We could continue, of course, but we will leave it there for today. And if this episode spoke to you, if you agreed with any of these things, I would love for you to share this episode. I would love for you to put it on your Instagram story and tag me. Let me know what resonated with you, what you agree with, what you want to hear more of, or even just your favorite kind of nugget from this episode. I love just seeing what resonated and what sticks out to people so that I can continue making more content that speaks to you and more content that you love consuming and tuning in for. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so, so grateful for you and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and until next time, grind and be grateful, my friend.